This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Falls are the leading cause of injury-related visits to the emergency departments in the United States, and they're the primary cause of accidental deaths in persons over the age of 65. And that mortality rate for falls increases dramatically in persons 75 years of age and older. Well, here with more on all of this and what can be done to prevent these falls is Dr. Carol Sames. She's an exercise physiologist and the director of the Vitality Fitness Program in the College of Health Professions at Upstate Medical University. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming in, Carol. Thank you, Linda. Always a pleasure to see you. But, you know, falls, I guess I never realized, they really can be life-threatening, and even more so at advanced ages. Explain that. Well, we certainly know that as we get older, there are changes that occur. And some of these changes really can impact balance. And we know certainly that loss of balance uh, can result in a fall. So as we get older, we lose overall strength. Um, We lose muscle mass. It's part of the aging process. Um, One of the things that we also lose are fibers that are powerful fibers. We call them fast-twitch fibers. And um, most of the back muscles have these fast-twitch fibers. They're powerful fibers. And as we start to lose those, we lose this power. Uh, We lose um, endurance in terms of an aerobic uh, capacity. Vision changes can impact uh, balance. Our reaction time and our movement time also decrease. Um, We lose flexibility in the spine. In fact, um, If we look at the spine, that loses more flexibility than other joints in the body. We lose ankle flexibility, which sometimes people don't realize, but if I'm going to move and walk, and if I have restricted range of motion in my ankle, that certainly can predispose me to a fall. Um, All sensory, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You were starting to say all sensory. All sensory, How about things, I mean, it was always taught to me that balance in some part is controlled or uh, affected in large part by your inner ear. So there's vestibular, right? It's called the vestibular apparatus. And so that's a whole nother subset of balance um, that, that can impact. And, and does and, that change also over age? As Yes, age? part of the sensory system that also um, can can become problematic and result in falls. But, but just, just briefly, let's just thumbnail what happens. So as an older adult, if you were to fall, I mean, when I say it can cause mortality, I mean, it's not necessarily the fall itself, the initial fall itself that causes mortality, but kind of a cascade of events that take place? Certainly. So you can have, you know, the more significant effects like, you know, traumatic brain injury. Um, or break a, or right. breaking a, a significant hip bone. Or right. And, and then, you know, once I fracture a hip, I'm certainly going to be immobile for a while. And when we're immobile... That puts us then at risk for other things. So it, it is certainly a cascade uh, of events. Okay, so that I think is the crucial point. It's a fairly bleak picture as you paint it in terms of the aging process. But I think what we want to do today is talk a little bit more about both prevention of these right. kind of um, decreased functioning and maybe even when and how to approach that kind of thing. Right. So what's, you know, what are the risk factors then for falls? So not surprising, the number one risk factor is history of previous falls. <laughs> so if I have documented falls in the past, that's the number one risk factor. Um, but then uh, we also know that individuals who are lower functioning, so I'm not able to be as mobile as I used to be. I start to lose function. Individuals, so someone more sedentary. Right, exactly. Individuals that are already using assistive devices, 
Okay. Obviously, I'm using those assistive, assistive devices for a reason, and that's um, a, another risk factor. So just to clarify, an assistive device like a walker uh, rolling or walker, a cane. cane, crutch, exactly. Um, any other balance impairments? So this is where you know vestibular apparatus dysfunction would, would come in. In terms um, of your basically your inner, inner ear, ear not functioning right normally. Vision changes. I mean, certainly, I even know in my case, I do not see it in the dark as well as I used to. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe those thresholds where the carpet hits the linoleum, I don't see that as well, and, and that can be problematic. Um, medications, we certainly know certain types of medications um, can predispose an individual to falls. Um, you already mentioned age, okay, as I get older. Um, and then just lack of strength from a muscular standpoint, but then also an aerobic endurance standpoint because we see more falls occurring when people are fatigued. Um, so, you know, there's a la so those lack all of make core. a lot of sense. Go ahead. You right. No, well, lack of core strength. So when we get into talking about core strength, yeah, I want to I want to get specific about that because it sounds to me like there are some criteria here, or not criteria, but key areas to focus on in terms of both in terms of preventing falls and, and what you were talking about. I mean, some of the things we can't change. Right. We can't change the fact that we're aging. No. Even though we'd like to find that mm -hmm. fountain of youth, you know, no one's done it so far. So it, it's a matter of what are the what are the key issues in terms of to, that need to be focused on? And you mentioned, obviously, balance, and we need to talk about that, both what controls it and how you might improve it or work on it. And the other is this issue of core strength and what exactly that means. Right. So uh, the way we were put together, we have this lovely core, and core muscles are our abdominal or stomach muscles, our back muscles, muscles that encompass the hip, and then a group of muscles that we call pelvic floor muscles. And so there are our core muscles. And the analogy is that we, we have muscles that are more superficial, and those muscles act more like guy wires. So if we were to put a tent up, we would see those ropes that come off the sides. And that's those types of muscles are there for general stability. So when I'm carrying heavier loads or um, maybe I'm walking in the mall and it's very crowded and somebody bumps me, uh, I'm able to you know resist that bump and fall. So are you saying, just to get it clear, those so-called guy wire muscles, those peripheral, those are the core muscles? Well, no. There's some of the core muscles. Oh. And then we also have deeper core muscles. And um, those muscles specifically uh, we see with the vertebrae of our back. And they're uh, essentially uh, there to, to keep the, the spine, you know, in alignment. So we have these muscles working together. And I think a lot of times when people think of strength, we tend to think of strength of arms, legs. But what we need to understand is in order for those arms and legs to work properly, they have to be attached to something that is stable. We need stability. And that stability comes from our core muscles. Okay, so when you're born and when you start to develop and you start to walk, obviously you look at a two-year-old who's walking along, their posture is good, they have, they're beginning, they have some core strength, obviously they wouldn't be able to walk. And so actually, even if you didn't necessarily exercise those core muscles, you basically maintain that core strength or the, the modicum of strength you need until, really until what point in your life does it start to decrease? Well, honestly, we do lose muscle strength 
after about the age of 30. However, I have to stress that individuals that stay active all right, are able to maintain strength. So a lot of these decreases that we see in core correspond to individuals who also are not active because the, the act of moving requires a certain amount of core strength. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with exercise physiologist Dr. Carol Sames, and we're talking about falls and how to prevent them. Okay, so get back to that concept. Let's, let me just move it to the side for a second and talk about balance. Mm -hmm. There's static balance and dynamic balance. Explain right. that. So static balance is us sitting in a chair or standing and not moving. That's static. And dynamic balance is once we're moving. Um, so again, not surprisingly, you see more falls occurring on the dynamic side. So I get up to move and I fall. Um, Are different mechanisms controlling the static balance versus the dynamic balance? There's a lot of overlap. So if we're talking static balance where I am standing for a long period of time and I start to get fatigued, that could be one thing. When we talk about dynamic balance... We're talking about the ability to generate um, power. So if I go to sit to stand, for instance, I have to have that power, that strength um, to get up. And then if and I'm to maintain this that upright position, position. correct. <laughs> um, but when we're talking about standing for long, if you look at people that sit for long periods of time, you know, you start out with good posture and then what happens over time? There's the slouch, there's, there's the fatigue that is occurring. Or, or it could even be that people don't realize um, that my posture all of a sudden is quite poor until maybe I experience some type of pain, maybe in my lower back or my shoulders or a sign that, you know, you need to change the posture. So the bottom line is that um, after the age of 30, if you're not active in some way, these things will start to diminish, these, these, both your balance abilities and your core strength. So basically, what I think I'm hearing you say is you really don't want to wait, unless you, right now you are an elderly person, but if you are not an elderly person, you really don't want to wait to improve those things to prevent later falls. You want to start to do the things you need to do to maintain that strength and flexibility. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. That whole notion, I don't want to run out of time because this is so important. There's a lot out there about core right. and about developing your core and strengthening your core. And I fear that sometimes it's some of the information is misinformation. So help us to understand what do you need to do? What are the kinds of things you need to do and how regularly to maintain and or strengthen your core muscles. Right. So the first thing is you need to know yourself. So if I have I really identified some balance issues, maybe I've had a number of occasions where I have really felt like I've almost lost my balance. That's a discussion that you need to take up with your physician. You have to advocate. Um, because there's all types of different physical therapy interventions that can occur that are balance interventions. So it could be walk walking pattern type training. It could be postural training that I need. Um, it could be multi-sensory training, um, center of gravity uh, types of control, vestibular training that are beyond just let's do some basic exercise. We really do need an intervention. So there, just to separate, there is work on your balance mm -hmm. and then there's work on your core. 
and they aren't really the same. They inter they, they interlace and interact. Absolutely. So if you want if you were working on your balance, mm -hmm. I mean, for one thing, I know from my own life experience, working um, doing yoga, for example, has within it certain postures that emphasize balance quite right. a bit. Mm -hmm. So is that one way to work on it, or there? No, assuming absolutely. there's no medical problem, right? Assume right with your inner ear or right. something of that nature. So certainly flexibility, because if I don't have good range of motion around a joint, well, that's going to be problematic in and of itself. So flexibility training, and then also strengthening, and that is really the key. I, again, for individuals that are not very active. It's, it's surprising. The research absolutely demonstrates that individuals that have weaker core muscles have much more incidence of low back pain, um, and you also see less ambulation. So they're not moving around as much. And, you know, we were talking about falls. Certainly the consequence is injury, but, you know, another big consequence of falls is my loss of confidence. And loss of confidence can then lead to, you know, loss of independence. And that that's, that's a spiral in the wrong direction because exactly. I actually need to move more and now I'm not confident um, and I'm going to move less. And mm -hmm. to me, that's just such a so tragedy. That's, that's, a re that's actually a, dec a, a, a negative downward spiral is Absolutely. what you're saying. So once again, just outline for me, what does one have to do to either build balance and or, or you've, you've outlined some of that in terms of physical therapy or specific exercises, but how about core? What, so, what can people do so, to build so, their so core? So simple things to do with core. I, we can do core things in a chair. So sitting, I can do sitting things where I pull my belly button in back towards my spine, but I keep breathing and I hold that and then I relax. That's wonderful. I can do sit to stand. So sitting in a chair and then standing, that's also strengthening. Um, I can do um, wall squats up against the wall that's not there, and I don't have to start with a deep squat, but all of those activities are building strength. And then when we get into the flexibility activities, working on range of motion. I can do those things sitting. I can do those things standing. I don't need a lot of equipment, uh, so to speak. Your own body Your weight. Your own body weight. Because the concept here is not necessarily becoming a bodybuilder when no. we're talking about strength. It's maintaining what would be... Um, the, the normal amount of strength to do the activities of daily living. Exactly. Functional strength, something that is actually applied. And that's why it's just so important that we get people up and moving. Um, so can you do that at an older age in the little bit of time we have left? Absolutely. Even in if fact, you're an, an even, elderly person. Even over 80, the research is very clear that you can reduce your risk factor for falls, you can increase strength, you can increase your balance. So both, basically the core strength, flexibility, and balance are critical in trying to avert the whole downward spiral that comes with falls. Absolutely. Very, very helpful information. I appreciate it. And as usual, you're very clear and, and inspiring in a way because it's it seems within reach. So I want to thank you so much. My guest has been Dr. Carol Sames. She's an exercise physiologist. She's also the director of the Vitality Fitness Program in the College of Health Professions at Upstate Medical University. Once again, Carol, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Linda. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. <laughs>